There's been a lot of talk, and I actually got a question this week about whether we should be process golfers or whether we should be target-focused golfers. It's a great question. Let's tee it up. Welcome to Data Access Golf, your home for rapid golf improvement. And now, from the thin air of the Rocky Mountains, next on the number one tee, your host, Aaron Stewart. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Data Access Golf. Thank you for being here. Yeah, I wanted to jump into, I got a very interesting question, and it's definitely something that I've seen more of online. A lot of people discussing and talking about you know, obviously different ways, and there's a lot of different ways to play golf, and there's a lot of different philosophies out there on how we should play golf. But this particular one is the idea of whether you should use a process when you're playing golf, where you really aren't focused so much on the target, but you're focused much more on what you do, right? Your process. So you focus on, you know, lining it up and getting it ready, um, going through a pre-shot routine, but staying very much uh, localized around your ball and making sure that your stance is correct, that your position is correct, that your grip is correct, that everything is in its proper form. And then you really, once you're all set up and everything, it theoretically, it shouldn't matter where, um, you, you don't really need to worry about the target because everything is set up so perfectly that you can just then swing, again, using a process, a couple swing thoughts, and, and boom, just kind of robotically, boom, hit the ball out there and be, you know, great. And, and in this regard, then we kind of take out this idea of, of targets and um, we just worry about ourselves, worry about our process. And uh, for any of you that have listened to this podcast long enough, um, know that I think that is complete crap. So um, I am not a guy that in, I, there is a time, um, and we'll get into target golf in just a second, after this um, rant brought to you by, well, me. Um, there is definitely a time in golf when you want to systematically break down your swing and, and fix stuff that has gotten off a little bit. And we as humans will do that. I think all of us have gone through the process where we, let's say we're working on something, um, we figure out whether somebody's told us or has seen something or we've seen it ourselves that our grip has gotten a little bit out of whack so we'll change our grip or fix our grip or a coach will tell us our grip needs to be different. We need to get that right hand up on top or whatever it is and we fix it, right? And so then we start using that new grip in our swing and it feels funky, right? It feels weird, but we start, you know, hitting the ball better because we're in a better place. Our grip is in a place where we can swing more freely. We can swing more on plane, whatever, right? We can control the face a little bit more, whatever the situation is, but we can play better. But the grip feels funny, right? It's strange. Well, then we get into this idea that, okay, in order for me to play good golf, and we all do this, in order for me to play good golf, my grip has to feel funny. 
And so if we start to get off a little bit, we will then over-exaggerate whatever it was we did to fix the grip. And then we tend to go, the pendulum swings and we go completely over the other way, right? If we went from a weak grip to a neutral grip, now we're all of a sudden in a strong grip and vice versa, right? That, that's just kind of what happens. That's what we do. In those particular situations, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to step back and look at it and systematically. We're going to have to change the grip again. And we're going to have to go, now we're going to go the other way and it's going to feel funny for a different reason, right? Because now we're, you know, not strong, we're weak or whatever it is or weaker than it was. So we do that all the time in the golf swing. We write the pendulum just goes back and forth and back and forth as we try to figure some things out, especially when we are not using any feedback. So the problem with a process-based system is that you will get in and you will get to a place where you believe everything is set up and right and your stance and everything is exactly right, but there will be certain feels that you had on the range or whatever that you believe have to be the same feels that are going on while you're out playing. And then you will, the pendulum will go the other way and this process, this setup, this feel that you're chasing won't work anymore. That's why tips are ridiculous, right? If you read a golf digest and you take a tip and it go, and you go out and you use it for a couple times, it'll last, what, a round, maybe two? Maybe you get a week out of it, but it's not going to keep working. And it's not the tip that's doing anything anyway. Right? It's just that you've created a situation when you're more, where you're more interested in the new feeling than you are in anything else. And so you're outside yourself and you're experiencing your golf swing. You're not rattling around up in that bad neighborhood called your head. And that goes back to Fred Shoemaker and, and a lot of his uh, philosophies that are 100% correct, by the way. But uh, so when we get into, now let's, let's move away. And this, this was brought on by obviously the question, but uh, I, I uploaded a, a graphic to my Instagram account, to the Data Access uh, Golf Instagram account last, um, I guess it was yesterday, a couple days ago, whenever it was. It's Rory McIlroy talking about when he was in um, the final round of the players, um, which he obviously won, that when he kind of, he would get to the place where he just got it real simple in his head. And rather than think about the enormity of it all or anything about it at all, he basically says, I pick a target, I commit to the target, and I swing as hard as I can. Okay? I pick a target, I commit to a target, and I swing as hard as I can. Wow, that is uh, so simple, but so profound at the same time. So I'll, I'll break it down a little bit. We want to simplify everything in our golf swing. And so when we talk about using um, feedback and data and technology to do that, we are essentially going to remove from our golf swing everything that doesn't, that, right, that shouldn't be there and make our golf swings as simple as possible, right? So we will go through and change everything. And that if we have to get into a process-oriented place to do that, where we have to put in some deliberate practice, where we have to work on our swing plane, all of that, we may have to work on our, um, you know, our, our balance, our, our stance, the width of our stance, our ball positioning, we may have to work on a lot of different things to get it back to where you know we need to be. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. There's video, there's right swing bite, there's blast, there's all those things that can help us do that, that provide us feedback to get us to a place where we know we're in a good place. 
But everything that doesn't belong in our golf swing, we then remove. So if we're taking it inside, we need to remove that. If we're taking it way outside, we need to remove that. If we're doing a big loopy, funky thing over the top, we need to remove that. We try to get our golf swing to as simple a place as possible so it just works, right? And we don't have to think about it. And I don't want to get too far into the feedback. When you have feedback and when, you're, when your head and what's actually happened start to match up, then learning begins, right? When you start to feel it, you can fix it. Another Fred Shoemakerism. Um, so that's where we have to get in the golf swing, right? And as amateurs, we want to simplify it just so we can play good golf consistently. Trying to play with a, a crazy golf swing that's all over the place from week to week is impossible. When we're not practicing, those crazy golf swings, like a Jim Furyk golf swing, his timing has to be so on. A Dustin Johnson golf swing, right? with that bowed wrist at the top, his timing has to be so on. Now, again, he's, boy, what, 100,000? I don't know how long he's practiced that move. Okay, I get it for him. But for us, no, we can't have craziness. We don't have the ability to practice that much that craziness in our golf swing makes sense. What does make sense in our golf swing is simplification. And the best way to simplify your golf swing is to tap into what you naturally already do. And we are such brilliant specimens because we already know how to do the super hard things without thinking about it. And one more example from Fred Shoemaker just to drive this home is he, he talks about, you know, when we wake up in the morning and we get out of bed, we don't think to ourselves, oh, wait a minute, I gotta walk to the bathroom I'm going to put my heel on the floor. I'm going to put weight on it. I'm going to roll to the ball of my foot. I will then lift up my other leg and set it over with the heel down and roll it. We don't think about walking. We get up, kind of figure out what our body's doing, and we walk. We don't think about it. Well, the golf swing can be the same thing. We can swing a golf club that way because the motion to swing a golf club very closely matches our swing motion to propel something down to throw something similar to a golf swing. Again, in, in Fred Shoemaker's book, Extraordinary Golf, he goes into how best to do that. Don't want to get into that. But that is the easiest way to figure out and simplify your golf swing. So once we simplified our golf swing and it's truly us, like how we actually do something and propel it, and I, I guarantee that when you, when you get into this and start figuring it out, what you think you're doing and what you're actually doing are going to be very different things. But when you start tapping into how you actually propel something, that feels very natural. It's very powerful and it's very consistent. Okay, so once we get to that point where we're, we've simplified everything and that is our, a, represent, a representation of our true self, our golf swing is, then what do we have to do? Pick a target, commit to it, and swing. Hard as you can, I don't know. If I swung as hard as I can, I'd pull something. Right? I mean, I'm 51 years old. I've already been out of season for hurting myself. I'm not swinging as hard as, hard as I can, Rory. Sorry. I will swing as hard as I dare um, without needing to go into traction. I think that's probably where we should all be, especially as amateurs, right? Um, I'm not doing yoga for golf every day as much as um, I would never want to do that. But anyway, I'm not doing those things. So I got to be careful and take care of myself. So that's the, that's the idea. So process fits into the golf swing when you're trying to fix something, and that's something that we do on the range. 
to fix it, simplify it, get it as easy as possible. When we get to the course, we simplify it. We pick a target, we commit to the target, and we let it fly, right? And then we just experience. What did it feel like? Did it feel like when I throw a club? Did it feel like it was me? Did I feel like that matched up to the practice swing? Compare the two. Don't control them. The most brilliant part of us is the stuff that we don't control, right? Our central nervous system, the subconscious mind, it helps us breathe, it pumps our heart, it helps us walk, it helps us balance, it helps us digest food, it helps it, do, it does all of that and we don't think about it consciously. When we play golf subconsciously like that and we allow those systems to run the golf swing, we play our best golf. And that's what Rory McIlroy tapped into. He took his conscious mind out of it. He picked a target, he committed to it, that's how he takes his conscious mind out of it, and then he just let it go, swung as hard as he wanted. That's all he's saying. He let it go. And that is a beautiful way to play golf. It's a way to make $2.25 million for your efforts over the course of four days, right? Rory McIlroy basically gave us exactly what we've been talking about. Pick a target, commit to a target, and let it go. And let the brilliant systems inside of us, the real stuff, do it, not the conscious mind. That is an enemy to golf the conscious mind. Do not think about, oh, I, I'm going to take it back here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to set it at the top. I'm going to come down. I'm going to shift my weight. You know, terrible way to play golf. Rory was not doing that, guaranteed. So, all right, another episode. Let's wrap this baby up. Thanks for listening in. As always, better data always means better golf. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Data Access Golf with Aaron Stewart. Check us out online at dataaccessgolf.com and we'll see you on the next episode.